Hello and welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how we carry out some experimental chemistry and also how we measure the density of substances. So, firstly, let's imagine some basic chemistry apparatus. Our main heating implement is a Bunsen burner, named after the German chemist Robert Bunsen. To heat test tubes and boiling tubes, we use a pair of tongs to hold them over a flame at an angle over the hottest part of it, which is the top of the lighter blue inner core. When heating things, use this blue flame. Turn the ring at the bottom of the cylinder to change the flame between a yellow and a blue flame. The yellow flame is not very hot and is only designed so that you can see when the burner is on. Use a piece of gauze on a metal tripod over a Bunsen to heat up things like evaporating dishes. When we undertake reactions that do not need to be heated to make a gas, we can use a conical flask with the delivery tube connected to a bung in the top of the flask in order to collect that gas. This delivery tube can be connected to a gas syringe or it can be connected to a bucket of water, where the gas can then be collected inside an upturned measuring cylinder or boiling tube filled with water. Note that this only works because the density of most gases is less than that of the water. If you're collecting a heavy gas such as carbon dioxide, the gas should be collected underwater by turning the apparatus I just described a second ago upside down. Use a pipette to transfer substances between beakers. Beakers can be used to store liquids. In general, flasks should be used to undertake reactions in, test tubes should be used to carry out non-heated reactions, and finally boiling tubes should be used to carry out heated reactions. In chemistry, we often have to measure the mass of substances. For this, use an electronic balance. Remember to measure the mass of the object in which your substance is going to be in before putting it in it. Then record the mass of both the container and the substance in it together. Then subtract the first measurement from the second one to get just the mass of the chemical. Mass is measured in kilograms or grams, remembering that there are a thousand grams in one kilogram. Time should be measured in seconds or minutes, remembering that there are 60 seconds in every minute. Temperature should be measured in degrees Celsius. When measuring the exact volume of liquids, for example in a titration, use a burette, a volumetric flask or a pipette, as these instruments provide very accurate measurements. Use a measuring cylinder for other measurements. Most liquids form a concave meniscus in a measuring cylinder, except for mercury, which forms a convex meniscus. Always read the level of the liquid from the bottom level of the meniscus, i.e. the top level with mercury. I'd now like to talk about density. Density is the mass of an object per unit volume. It can either be measured in grams per centimetre cubed or in kilograms per metre cubed. If you want to find out the density of an object, firstly measure its mass and then put it into a measuring cylinder of water, noting the increase in the water level. This will tell you its volume. One millilitre is equal to one centimetre cubed. Then simply divide the mass by the volume, assuming that they're in the correct units, to find its density. Using the equipment I've described above, we can purify substances. If a substance is impure, it will lose some of its characteristics. For example, pure water boils at exactly 100 degrees Celsius. If you take some seawater, you'll find that it boils around 102 degrees Celsius. So we can tell if a sample of water is pure or not by checking its boiling and melting points accurately. If you have a liquid that contains a few soluble solutions mixed together, you can use chromatography. 
You could do this to look at the different dyes that make up food colourings, for example. Set up the colours you want to compare on a pencil line on some filter paper and then put it in a solvent, for example water, so that the colours are above the water line. Allow the solvent to soak up the paper. The dyes in the colourings that are the most soluble will travel the furthest. Okay, so in the next episode, we'll continue looking at different methods of purification techniques. Until then, goodbye.